You are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Feeling very rested this morning. Uh, it is uh, Daylight Savings this weekend. Yes. This is the weekend of Daylight Savings. How do you feel about Daylight Savings? It's uh, confusing, and no one knows for sure why we do it. There are, well, it's for the farmers. We did it for the farmers is why we did it. And and then, I don't know, but uh, we, I mean, Florida, or, or is it all over? They changed it a couple of years ago, right? It's later. Isn't it later? I, you know what? I, it's one of those things where I'd rather be surprised by it. Yeah, you know? it's later it's, than it used to be. It used to be in October, and now it's in November, I think. But the whole I idea, I think the whole idea also is it's supposed to be it saves energy because you're, you're trying to line it up so that the workday is more in line with the sun because then you have less lights that have to be run or something like that, or heat. You don't have to run as much heat because there's some sun warming things, maybe. I don't know. I, all I can think of, it's just, it's got to be, it sounds dumb. Like, in theory, it's just... Yes, it, just it does sound dumb. dumb. Yeah, because it really depends on where you live. Because if you're in, you know, depending on how far north you live, it doesn't matter what daylight savings does, because it's still, like, in in, in England, for example, like, in some of the times in times, it's dark at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, it's nighttime. And then in the summertime, it's not dark until, like, 10 o'clock. I think also there's kind of maybe a desire to not have the kids go to school in the dark. Yeah, I guess so. You know, that's, I guess, that I, so. I mean, I remember high school, you had to be at the bus stop at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. It was always dark. When- <laughs> right, well, it depends, well, here it depends on what school you're in, because they stagger, um, they stagger the buses, which I don't think they did that when I was growing up. I think every school had their own buses. But here, they use the same buses for all three schools. So, right, like, so, they pick up yeah. elementary school yes. at, at whatever, and then middle right. school. That's why, that's why middle, man, when I was in middle school, it's like, class started at, like, 9.30. Well, that's the way it is here with my girls. They're actually it's it's the middle school goes earliest, and then the elementary school, and then the high school. And my girls are in middle and high, so uh, my middle schooler has to doesn't go to school until like nine thirty and comes home at almost five. And my high schooler goes to school at like seven thirty. <laughs> which is which like is three. messed up to me. I remember in high school I needed way more sleep. Like puberty wrecks you for being you know wanting to sleep in longer. Oh my I god! Really yes. think oh high my god, school should start at nine thirty, and mi- middle school you still spring out of bed to eat you know cereal and watch cartoons on Saturday morning when you're in sixth grade. You're still you're up at six thirty. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. High school it's like turn the light off. It's too yeah, loud. the amount of sleep when you're in high school. I had no problem sleeping ten hours. Absolutely, which is, you know, so there you go. Okay, everybody, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and write your school board. Oh, by the way, I had some big big happenings this week. Big, big, happenings. big happenings. Speaking of kids, my little one, my JoJo, Josephine, my youngest daughter, she'll be turning one year old next month. Right. And uh, Julie was a little upset. My, my bride, my partner, she was upset because Josie took her a first steps this last week. And she couldn't get her phone out fast enough to take to take video of it. And so um, we're in the kitchen, and you know, for some reason, I think it's maybe because my wife's Italian. We're always in the kitchen as a family, just all standing in my galley kitchen, like squished right. together. And uh, I had like a, I think I had something to eat, like a cookie or something, in my hand, and I was sitting on the floor playing with Josie, and she was standing up on her own two feet doing the little wobble deal and then she took two stutter steps grabbed the cookie and then fell on me <laughs> it's like of course her first steps would be for snack food i'm well, just sure. saying yeah right but uh so that was big got uh, baby's first steps and uh 
you know, man, it happens quick. I just couldn't believe it. I, you know, your kids grow up. Your kids are in high. You have a kid in high school. I have a kid in high school. Yes, that's crazy pants. Yes, went to homecoming, and she's going to be getting her. Um, she will be getting her learner's permit uh, in like February. Whoa! Right, right. You've known me Whoa. for a while. The fact that yeah. I've got a daughter who will be driving. I can't. Yeah, I can't even. I think when when you and I first met, I think Sammy was ten. Uh, no, she's only fourteen now. When we first met, she was like four. No, really? <laughs> I've oh, known you man. for ten years. Have you? Yeah, well, ten, it's, it's nine or eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, golly, that's crazy. She was like going. She's the oldest, and she was going into elementary school when you met me. Yeah, you know what? It's so. And when it comes to parenting, that I mean, everybody says, "Well, you know, enjoy it. It goes by so fast," and you get so sick of hearing that, and you just blow it off. And then one day you look, and. You know, my my oldest, Ellie, is going to be four in January, and she gets up in the morning, and she picks out her own clothes, and she dresses herself, and she brushes her own teeth, and, like, she's totally independent and won't let us do anything for her hardly. And I'm just thinking, I just, you know, you miss the stuff. Like, the stuff that you think you wouldn't like as a parent, like, every morning, I'll get up a lot of times in the morning, I'll get out of bed and go get the baby first. And so I take her, and then I change her diaper, and that... The, when, the smile when she when I come in the room, and then you know we giggle and play while I'm changing her diaper and getting her out of PJs, and like that is there's that's so limited, like the, right. the amount of time that happens. And then it, it's funny that I thought the other day that I'm gonna miss changing her diaper in the morning. Isn't that weird to think yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's kid stuff, man. And it's weird it, when it goes away because it seems like you've been doing it forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's there's like a gap though. There's up, you know up until like uh, first grade, they're changing constantly and so fast. And then elementary school, they change they change as they get older, but there aren't any like monumental shifts really. They're still just elementary kid schools, school kids, and you're like, okay, this is great. So elementary school is going to be fine for you. And then when they hit middle school, suddenly in like a three year span, they completely change and they become totally different people than they were when you were picking them up from school in the fifth grade. Mm. You know, and then three years later, it's who is this teenager in my house who acts different, talks different, has an attitude and a different sense of humor. Everything has changed about him in just the course of like three years. So you get lulled when you're in elementary school into the into the into this. You know, things don't change that much year after year. And then suddenly middle school, everything changes and it continues into high school. Well, uh, the best piece of advice I got was uh, Julie's cousin told me uh, because his girls are a couple of years older than mine, and he just looks. And we were we were just hanging out, and he's we were having a cocktail, and he looks at me, and his girls are just getting so big, and he goes, "Buddy, don't wish time away." I was like, no. "Yeah, you know, because you're always like, I can't wait till they do this, and I can't wait till they can walk, and I can't wait till we can do this together, and then they can I can sign them up for this class no. or whatever." It's like, just try. I'm trying more to be as present as I can and was one of the reasons is a couple of weeks ago I think I talked about on the show where I deleted 4,000 I had 4,000 Facebook friends and I deleted everybody and now I have 68 friends and so I have I have people that I've known for decades like messaging me like how come you unfriended me and so I'm friending people back who I actually know in real life one, one at a time and I'm posting almost everything on my public figure page but now my Facebook feed is so sparse that 90% of it is groups that I'm in rather mm-hmm. than people because not that many people are posting who I'm friends with anymore but I have become so much less involved on my Facebook because I'm just not picking because there's nothing to see there and so it's one of the, it's really made a significant change in how present I can be with my kids you know and it's uh because 
I'm going to blink, and then they're going to be, you know, getting their learner's permit and making your life hell running all over town. Although, now, if, once she gets her driver's license, she can pick the other one up from school, right? Yes, yes, yes. And the other thing with, uh, with Samantha is we just got her a bank account, so she has a, a Visa debit card, so we can get her an Uber account. So I'm not very close to doing that because there's time Friday night. I want to go to the homecoming game, and can you pick me up at 10? And I want to be, you know, just take an Uber home. I'll pay for yes. the Uber. Just kind of take the Uber home at 10 <laughs> because cause I want to sit on the couch and watch Deadpool 2 and, 2 and have a beer, and I don't yeah. want to have to go pick you up at 10 o'clock. I'll pay $11 yeah, to get absolutely. my Friday night That's a bar, less, to not have probably to, more like To five. not have to put pants on? Yeah. yeah no problem. Right? So just, yeah. you know, Uber. Uber at home, baby. So yeah, we that haven't is, done that yet. I don't think I don't think the uh, wife is going to be uh, as keen on that idea as I was am. Was she worried? Was she worried about the safety and security of the oh, whole? Of course, Uber thing? which I'm like, it's, it's all GPS. You know, it, you're safer in an Uber car than you are in a taxi cab because Uber there's a record of what you being in that car. And not only that, but they also do uh, background checks. You have to submit yourself to a right. like legit background check to be a driver. So I mean, they're checked out for the most part. I mean. I guess you could always be worrying about the uh, the serial killer type who doesn't really have a criminal record, right. and you know. Well, what you get I mean, now is you get the whole uh, too, though. Is you get the um, it's a shared thing. Okay, so one parent's going to take and one parent's going to pick up. And my daughter's always like, "Yeah, you're going to pick up." I'm like, "No, I want to take. I want to take at six. I want to be done with you, and then yes. be done. And yeah, someone else can bring you home at ten. I was just at a friend's house last night. They were telling me about the shared carpooling with the kids. It's like, okay, we have Monday, Wednesday, you have Tuesday, Thursday, and then right. we split Friday kind of a thing, you know? Well, Bobby did just, that uh, for a year, driving the kids to school. and, um, <laughs> and then, What's wrong with the bus? And then she Is couldn't do it, and she was bus? like, you're going to have to do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to have to do it. They're going to walk to the end of the corner, and they're going to catch the bus to school. This has been a, a long-ranging dad-is-cranky argument in my house is that I, I reached a point where I said, you know, you can just take the bus. Just take the bus. I took the bus I, I know. all through school. My entire school career, elementary school, all the way through high school until I, I got until imagine, I could drive. I, I took the bus. I can't imagine trying to say to my parents when I was 12, listen, you need to take me to school every day and go sit in the car line and pick me up. Yeah, my there my will dad be would no have laughed lining. at me. Are you out of your mind? I will not be car lining. There's my taxes pay for that bus. That's fine. Like I don't need I don't need to give you the two hours of my day. It's not the driving to school that would bother me. I'd be totally okay with if it were if it worked out to where it's on my way to work and stuff, and having that time every day to check in with your kid and talk right, to them. Right. It would be really nice. But I'm not going to go sit in a car line. <laughs> like I ride my bike in the morning sometimes, and uh, there's a big the Catholic school by us called Bishop Moore, and I ride my bike by Bishop Moore, and about that time is when the Bishop Moore car line is happening, usually around seven o'clock in the morning and i swear to god this is a busy uh the main road through my part of town and the the car line is a mile and a half long and all and all i'm thinking is as i look at car number 15 down that line i'm looking i'm like your kid is 100 yards from the entrance to the school and they're 16 years old you open the door you kick <laughs> them out and then you go on with your day yeah. but no you got to sit in that line for an hour just to drop them off at school that's it's crazy to well, me it's insane to be fair you're not allowed to do that if you do that that you get in trouble for it because it's dangerous but but the other bottom line is why do we need to take them to school at all and when I was on the car line duty, um, what used to drive me nuts was during the pickup, they would come around and there's a long line to pull up. And they would come around and stop short 
so their kid could get in the car instead of pulling forward so that everyone could come up in that line and all their kids could load up at once, you know, like a tram. They would stop short and hold the whole line because they didn't want their kid to have to walk an extra 10 yards down the sidewalk to get into their car. And, you know, their precious angel, God forbid they should walk 10 yards down the sidewalk. And I, and I used to honk at people. Bobby used to get so mad at me. I'm like, keep moving. There should be no gaps in front of you. Yeah, I was, it took me a while to get to where I didn't care about the car line because I was a, I was a, an uptight mess in the beginning because I like things to be orderly and there's a, there's a plan and let's all stick yeah, to the you plan. Do. I could see it just eating your brain just alive. Pull forward. Dad. Pull forward. There's 400 people behind you in line and you're holding us up because you, you know, just pull. Your kid can walk and my kids learn right away. My kids would be standing right next to my car and the door is locked. I'm pulling forward and you can walk up to me up there, but I'm not going to stop and hold <laughs> everything up behind me. Yeah, because that's every, and if, but I got to tell you, eventually, after a couple of years, because it was like a new school, eventually, after a couple of years, they actually started doing it. It didn't happen anymore. People did pull forward all the time. It took a while, they, but they, they would know. It. Here comes Boo Ray. Yeah. Going to start hogging the horn, that, that obnoxious dad. You're that dad. Oh, my God. I am. I am that dad. That's great. So I uh, I got a I got something new this week. I got something new. Oh yeah, uh, I know what this is. I, I saw it uh, on very excited. I just posted it onto the the Photobomb Podcast Facebook page. If you're not, if you're listening to this right now and you don't follow the page, that is the place where we interact with listeners the most, and we post the articles for the stuff that we talk about. So go on to the Facebooks and like the and like and set the follow for Photobomb Podcast Facebook page. But I bought this beautiful little device that I have been stalking for a year or more and it is a it's made by um flashpoint which is the uh the adorama in-house brand they have they do flashpoint and they also do glow those are the lighting modifiers are typically glow and the lights and stuff are flashpoint but um it is and if you and if you buy a flashpoint ad 200 you're buying a godox AD right yeah so if you want to get the godox lights and stuff i in i I always recommend to people if you're going to buy godox buy it from a third party who has licensed to resell them under a different name because then they will offer the support because godox is kind of hard to get support through if you buy it directly so um you know adorama is a great choice for that anyway and and also uh molite michael mowbray our buddy Mm -hmm. there uh he resells them as molites so Anyhow, uh, so this glow eight foot by eight foot portable butterfly light modifier collapsible kit. This thing is four hundred and ninety nine dollars, and essentially it's an aluminum frame with a silk screen, uh, translucent silk screen uh, that you tie with the little bungees with the ball on them. I'm, I forget what the heck they're called, but uh, it's eight feet tall and eight feet wide. You need two ten foot C stands to support this thing, and it swivels and rotates. Go check out the Facebook page. I put a link to it, and then about. 10, 12, about two weeks ago, they dropped the price. They have a $200 instant rebate on it, and it dropped from $499.95 to $299.95. And so I immediately, as soon as I saw that, I texted Julie. I'm like, I want to buy a thing. She's like, what's the thing? I said, this is the thing I want to buy. And uh, and I always have to sell it like I need it for a project. <laughs> so... Um, and I did, and I used it. So we have our annual. We we do some uh, pictures for volleyball clubs, club teams, like volume sports, and we just we're doing the team photos differently. And I needed a large modifier to do the team photos the way I wanted to do it. And so I said, well, I'll use this for the volleyball photos. And she's like, fine, buy it, whatever. And so it is. We used it yesterday. We, we shot this the volleyball team, uh, uh, the volleyball club pictures, and. <laughs> 
<laughs> after I set this thing up, it's eight foot by eight foot and slightly off there, so it's probably with the C stands nine and a half feet tall and and about nine feet across. And okay, I but let's be up. let's be clear. You're just talking about a giant scrim, right? Giant scrim, and then you it. and then you put a light behind it that just blasts at it. Yeah. So it's not enclosed at all. That light's going everywhere behind the scrim, but you just got this. It's so huge that nothing's going to break around it. Right, right. And so what I did was I also shot a parabolic umbrella, a silver parabolic umbrella with no diffuser cover um, into the back of it. Because if, right. if you just shoot a, a bare light into it, you're going to get a hot small. spot. Right. And, yeah. So anyway, so and that's what I used to, do, to photograph the individuals and the team shots. And uh, you can use this as a flag. You can use it as a scrim. You can use it as to shoot light through. You can shoot light from behind it, use it as a background. There's all kinds of stuff you can do with it. In The reason I bought it is because in my studio, it's an old cash for gold place. And so it's got really heavy security doors and heavy locks and also no windows. So I'm missing that window light. And if you go to my Instagram page, at uh, Gary Hughes Official, you'll see I just posted a time-lapse video of me setting it up in my studio. So what I do is I, I've got uh, half my studio is painted white and half the camera room is painted black. And so on the white half, I caddy-cornered this scrim into the corner and put a um, strobe behind it, bouncing into the white wall. So it hits the white – and this thing covers from floor right. to ceiling in my studio – bounces into the white wall and the light comes back through the scrim and I tested it on myself because I haven't had any sessions. I just got the thing on Friday um, and I tested it on myself on Friday and it looks like looks like like garage light. Looks like I've got a right. big windows. It's phenomenal. You're and getting I'm, you're getting bounce light with a diffuser. Uh, yeah, I'm getting I'm the best I've of both worlds. Now, yeah, what I've got is basically uh, I've basically got a eight foot by eight foot now north facing window anywhere I want in my studio. And for uh, three hundred bucks, which, by the way, is a lot less expensive than having a window put in. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just posted a link to it uh, on the site, and there is a twelve by twelve version for those who want it, and that is also uh, like forty percent off. They got a rebate on that one too. My guess is that they're about to either discontinue and come out with a new version of the product. Um, or they're just trying to get rid of inventory. I'm not sure, but it's a phenomenal deal, and it's a beautiful. And you can use it for video if you got a, sh- a shoot outside on the beach, and you know a commercial shoot or something. You can block the sun with it. It's a well, it's a really have versatile. to be able to hold that baby. It's yeah, and it all, well, it comes with the it comes with a white like translucent white. It comes with a chroma key green. So and you can use a chroma you can use it as a green screen background too. Mm. And it also comes with a black cloth. So it comes with three different cloths. As well, so you can use it for a lot of different stuff, it's, and uh, so you can do a lot with it. I don't know; it's a pretty phenomenal little thing, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I got it. But I'm going to post some pictures that I take with it because I got a couple of sessions coming up in the next few weeks and, that I want to use it for. So I'll post about it. But anyway, it's awesome. It's very exciting. I love I, it. I, I would. I worry about the size of it in a smaller studio being so, you know, manhandling it, and, and I, how how hard is it to tear down and, and set it back up? Yeah, um, you'll see in the time lapse video. Just I, you know, I, can, I mean, it I looks can easy, but it's time lapse. So, how long did it take you? Uh, out ta- including taking it out of the box for the first time and taking out of all the packaging, it took me fifteen minutes to set it up. Okay, so, so I, theoretically, ten minutes, eight minutes yeah. once. It's yeah, all out. I took it and to do that volleyball shoot, and it was just looking at it in the setting I was in, like in the gym, even in this gym with thirty foot high ceilings in this in this warehouse where they practice right. volleyball, it still looked obnoxiously large. Uh, right, but it, but I loved it. Um, well, you know, I have I, it, a I have an eight by eight uh, step and repeat. That's basically the same thing, and, right. and except instead of vinyl, it's got a sock, you know, that goes over it, 
and stretches tight. You could use it the same way. That you could use the same way, although I imagine it's it's probably going to pull too. You know, I, I don't know how it's pretty thick. I imagine so. It's not you know when you're using is designed for light to go through it. But you you could probably put a light behind a, a powerful light behind that and use it. Well, I put my photogenic uh, matrix 400, which is um, you know I think it's 200 watt seconds or something, mm-hmm. and I it was at. Five out of six stops of power, and that's because I was bouncing it off the umbrella and through the diffuser, and I was getting F8 at ISO 400. Okay. So that's not bad. So it just you up the, I was fine shooting with a little higher ISO just because the 5D4 can totally handle that. It, you won't be able to tell the difference between 400 to 100 for stuff like that. So and and I and so uh yeah, it was fantastic. In the studio, I was doing some like shallow depth of field stuff, testing um on myself, and I was shooting at uh, ISO 100 at lo- bouncing it off the wall through the diffuser, uh, probably f4 at 160 of a second ISO 100, and it and it was perfect exposure. So I mean, it's 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 definitely if you want to do uh, certain things with, it, you need to have a decent amount of power if you're going to bounce and diffuse light through it. But just the ability to have something like that in the studio, and it goes completely flush against one of my walls, and then when I need it, I just pull it out and and so it'll stay set up all the time right if you want to take flush, it on yeah, location, flush against the wall it doesn't take up that much room no it's it's perfect and it's like because that section of wall that i put it up against is nine feet tall by nine feet wide that one section of wall in the studio so it fits right against it like it was made to go there and so and it's just white like the wall is white behind it so when i need it i just caddy corner it out at 45 and stick a light behind it in the corner um, but it takes about ten minutes to set up, uh, so in my experience, and ten minutes to break down. Let me ask it's you not this: something that you would want to take on a small shoot. Like if you're going to use it, use take it, and if you're going to do something all day, it would be good. But don't. It's not something you're going to want to break down and set up a lot. But well, let yeah. me ask you this: um, you've got the big uh, what is it? Is it a sixty inch PLM? I've got an eighty six and a sixty. Yeah. I've got which one have I got? The I've got the sixty. I've got the big one. It's pretty big, right? Um, do you think that this is the sort of thing that's going to replace that in the studio? Because I've seen you take the big 60 out and do headshots with it where you put it up high above the people and you do a, a right. clamshell, right? But right. in your studio where you can't do that with the PLM because your ceilings aren't high enough, right? right. You're using it basically in a, in a left-to-right clamshell. No, I can or, get it up there, right? If it butts right up against – the good part about using the parabolic umbrella as opposed to a softbox where you shoot through behind it is that it's actually shorter because you're bouncing it and the flash unit is on the bottom instead if right. it were – it would be on the top and it would be butting up against the Right, you the can put it right ceiling. up against the ceiling. So, But my point is it. do you see this as replacing that for a lot of uh, – for, uh, you know, anytime, anytime you would normally put the PLM big to the side of your subject – are you just to be like, oh, I'll just use the giant scrim here and put a light behind it instead of having to move that big PLM around? Because that PLM yeah. is not easy to move around. No, it, and especially since I have it on a big heavy light stand and a big heavy boom arm, which is my main light source in the studio, and I'm not going to stop using that. But this, the the full coverage that you get out of this of a modifier this size is. Um, the it, it gives a look that is just way more like a natural light type of look, and so I photograph a lot of actors, and that's they really want that big, flat, soft, natural light, like garage light look. And I've been trying to some somewhat successfully replicate that look as closely as possible in a studio where you have no natural light. And so the bottom line is, I just needed something bigger, and I and and I got it. And so I've been doing it pretty well, just bouncing lights off the white wall, but. With this, it's just it's just tasty. It's really nice. I'm really enjoying it. So, did you say uh, did you say it was tasty? Tasty, tasty. Oh, uh, all right, tasty all right. light. Tasty. Yeah. 
Hey, did you see, um, I thought this is interesting. This is a perfect example of, of where you see a headline. And obviously this headline was meant to grab me, someone like me. And, and then, of course, trick me. Um, Gwyn- right. Gwyneth Paltrow got married. And the headline was Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, she, div- she was divorced from uh, Chris Martin of Coldplay, right? Right, and then she's gotten remarried. And the headline was Gwyneth Paltrow hired a war photographer to shoot her wedding. Well, that I'm sounds cl- about right. Well, I'm clicking on that. Right. Yeah, there's no way Boo Ray's not clicking on. I'm that. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, I got war photographer. Well, let's see, well, let's see what this is. I'm like, let's see this war photographer. Who is this person? Lindsay Adario. Okay, yeah, she regularly works with the New York Times, National Geographic, and Time. She won the Pulitzer Prize and a MacArthur Fellowship. But no, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but can she use bounce flash? That's yeah. the question. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, come on. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm coming here like, let's see. What, oh, well, she's. Obviously, a better friend. in my in my wildest dreams. I'll never be as good as this. I don't even need to see the pictures. I'll never be as good as this person in media. But Pulitzer Prize winner. Hey, once you get the Pulitzer Prize, that's it. You know, it's like walking on the moon. You know, it's the it's the argument ender for everything. Be, oh, blah, blah. I have a Pulitzer Prize. Okay, never mind. I'm yeah. sorry. Hiring hiring that photographer to shoot your weddings like hiring Picasso to paint your garage. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a little overkill there, Gwyneth. Yeah. Gwyneth. But uh, so, yeah, and so I'm pretty sure it was, you know, all natural light and everything. But again, uh, that's fine and dandy because this, wow, you know, wow, you got a, a Pulitzer Prize winner. You know, and yeah, she's so. been off shooting in South Sudan, Somalia, and the Congo, Lebanon, and now Gwyneth Paltrow's wedding. Like, well, I scored an 84 <laughs> in the National Photographic Competition. Well, I kind of want a Pulitzer. Oh, I guess, I guess that's okay, too. Also, also, your second wedding is when you can just go crazy with your photographer. Anyway, your second this wedding, you can just be like, matter. whatever, yeah, whatever. Has the, has the wedding taken place? Yeah, it's already done. Oh, are there any photos that are that you? Could I, post there was the one to? picture with the article that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow had posted on her Instagram, and it's the two of them walking back down the aisle with with rose petals in the air, and Gwyneth going ah, you know, and it's, you know, the typical every since John John got married, and they had that picture of him coming out of the church with, you know, this has now become what wedding photography is more than anything else now is more candid and more showing exuberance and excitement. Yeah, and it's that a, was, uh, it's a great picture. Did the Dennis Reggie? Dennis I don't know. Reggie. I don't know. Yeah, hey, we, Reggie. we know a Pulitzer prize winner and I, and I forget that we, I, I forget his name. Uh, the one who shot baby Jessica coming out of the well. Why did he shoot her? What? <laughs> it's just the way it sounded to me. It's like he shot baby Jessica. <laughs> You know what I'm Sorry. talking about, though, right? Do you yeah, know what I'm was, talking about? Yeah, ba- no, the photographer, no, but the baby Jessica, I do, I remember vaguely. Uh, I was like, what was that? Like that was that was 1990 or something? Maybe earlier? Uh, it was a while. There was a she fell down a well, and it took like two or three days to get her out, uh, and then. Um, you know, they missed some sponsorship opportunity with all that news coverage. If I were like the CEO of Subway, I'd be like, let's get some Subway branded sandwiches for them to lower down into the well to her. You know, like Subway saving baby Jessica. You know, that would have been right. And it was I'm a just, big deal. I just always think about marketing. Okay, let me find his name. Uh, Eric Gay, staff photographer for the Associated Press. Okay. Uh, no, wait, no. He was on a ladder next to me. And when either one of us had to take a bathroom break, we agreed to cover the scene for the other. And we stood on our ladders. Who am I? Who is? What, where's his name? Where's his name? Where, no, no, no. Dallas Morning News okay. photographer. Da, 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 24 years ago. Uh, who, oh, it's, he's right. David, David Wu? Wu. Do we know him? I don't think so. I feel like we know him. I feel like what? I've met him. Me- the guy who shot the, Davy Je- the, the baby Jessica picture. I feel like he like, lives here. I don't know. I'm sure you could find him. You yeah. know what you should do? 
you should find his ha- find his house on Google Maps and then go hang out and wait for him till he gets home. Like <laughs> I'm people just saying, love that. I'm just saying, in our world, you know, it's like that's, that's, the, that's the Oscar. It, once you've got it, it's like okay, whew, I'm done now. I don't have the to. Pulitzer. You know, what I mean, I've been validated. And have any photographers won the Pulitzer twice, or do they not give it out twice? That's a good question. Um, I think I think they have. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that people have won other Pulitzers twice, right? I don't know. I, I, I see. That's the thing is, it's so far off on my radar of life goals to win mm. a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, it's not a life goal for me either. But but the Pulitzer Prize for photography is always photojournalistic, and um, it's always a shot that everybody's seen. You know, it's always something that's just amazing. Well, po- I want to post a link to the. Uh, there's some, some great articles on Pulitzer Prize winning photographers, which I'll post in the group, um, so we can uh, check out what kind of work uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is expecting at, at her wedding. Um, interestingly enough, she has been in the news a lot lately. She's one of these homeopathic goops or whole goop, goop brand or whatever. Goop. Every time I turn around in my newsfeed, there's something else like she's trying to sell a jade egg yeah, for, for fertility your and yeah for. The- <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, walking around. Know, she's walking around with a tennis ball up her JJ. She's got a massive, massive brand. Oh yeah. oh yeah, but it's you know it's all homeopathy kind of stuff, and uh, yes. doesn't make any. Not sense. that there's anything wrong with that. I have no problem with the homeopathic homeopathy people at all. Oh, I. It's not a choice, do. Gary. <laughs> it's not a choice. I, I absolutely do. I mean, sure, I'm sure most of the time it's not hurting anything, you know, but it's also probably not helping anything. I'm either, just saying you can have someone who's a homeopathy teach your children or lead the Cub Scout troop or whatever. And yeah, you know, fine. It doesn't mean that they're going to there, do something. There's nothing bad. wrong with being homeopathic. There's nothing wrong with being homeopathic. It's 2018. It's time for us to get past that prejudice. I don't care what bathrooms they use. Not a I, you know, it doesn't yes. bother me at all. You know, I love I love Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, <laughs> took me a minute to catch on to what you're doing there. Sorry, <laughs> uh, homeopathy. Hey, we got some uh, feedback from listeners uh, that I would like to talk about here. Uh, back when we did a, where did that one go? Yeah, we posted um, about things of. Our listeners want us to talk about, and we got an interesting topic here from Pete Wright. Uh, writes, "I worked Photo Plus this week and heard so many people complain that there are no longer local camera stores around. When I asked them where they shop, they said they have always purchased through B and H or Amazon. Their complaint was they missed having a place to hold and try gear they wanted to buy. Most of them would buy online for less money. My question is, how are they making confident buying decisions without real hands-on experience, especially if they aren't going to conventions to try things before they buy? How is this attitude?" in general affecting our industry and shrinking state trade shows and does all this lead to a less informed and ultimately less experienced group of photographers offering their services wow there's a lot to unpack there before we do that i want to answer a question from last week that i did not answer completely it'll only take a second was this about your youtube yes he asked two questions and i only answered half of it the other question was how am i doing it and i am using a three i'm just using a bunch of lights bounced into the wall right in front of me a white wall in front of me to light me and i'm using a uh a uh what you call a yeti blue yeti microphone and uh editing the whole thing in corel video studio that's the answer. Do you, you have? Are you using for. the built-in webcam on your computer? Do you have a third? party? No, I have a third-party webcam of a Logitech HT 1080p webcam. 
You know what you should do is post a link to these things. Maybe make a little like go on Adorama or B and H or Amazon and make a little like wish list basket and post a link to it so everybody can see. Because I really have been enjoying. I was watch. I was laying in bed watching your your new video from this week. Uh, just a couple days ago, and really enjoy it. The, it's really, oh, the uh, gear, the, the the accessories video, the little accessories things that I that's carry. One of, and I've seen you talk about every single one of those things before, but it's always a really nice to see what somebody else is using, and like the Hoodman loop, and the little like thing you get to that that the janitors wear their keys on yeah. to hook it to. There's like some really tasty little tidbits in there, and uh, I'll make sure that we repost that video on the Facebook page. Also, if you're not following Bure Perry on YouTube, he's making some great videos that are really. Uh, informative watchable and uh if you want more less of me and more of Bure's smooth buttery voice and follow him on youtube and he all you almost mentioned me on on the last video when you were plugging the podcast and then you said like we did and we do well your name is your name is on the logo yeah, but he, I was like, he's gonna say my name on his youtube oh, yeah, channel right. to get a little thrill out of it and <laughs> like 200 people view that video I'm just saying, we say your name on this, and a whole lot more people listen to this than watch my videos. Well, you know, just more coverage would be fine. So anyway, don't you don't have to mention me, even though I always mention you uh, when I when I talk. That's no big deal. You know, it's not it's not like it, it's not like it needs to be reciprocated. It's not like I expect it. When I speak, I do. When yeah. I'm, when I'm speaking, like I'm doing a speaking thing, I always, I always. Well, we'll it. see come January when you're speaking That's to right. that standing room only. Crowd. Well, you'll be there. You'll be there. I will. Yeah. Uh, hey. Okay. Yeah. So Pete Wright's question. Yeah, yeah. About camera stores. Now, interestingly enough, I just posted on the Facebook, um, and if you don't follow, there's a couple of photography couple. They are the Northrup. Uh, I forget what their first names are, but they got two million YouTube subscribers. Tony and Chelsea Northrup, I think. They have a very um, informative photography YouTube channel. They're one of these photography influencers that they get flown out to, like, you know, the Canon press events and stuff like that. So they do pretty comprehensive coverage. Um, and anyway, they had a video of at Photo Plus talking to, and we've talked about this on the store before, Best Buy and their new camera experience shops that they're rolling out in all these stores and how Best Buy is looking to... We're fortunate in Orlando. We have a great camera store downtown Orlando where you can go. And I just went the day before yesterday to buy a roll of seamless paper and they they carry a full line of savage seamless paper in the store which is great anytime you need one you can just go pick one up i just ordered a new roll of savage online yesterday because there is no place to buy it right. in here anymore yeah there is well there is him so we have a great camera store. i went and i finally got my hands on the eos r and held it and i got to like feel what it feels like in your hands and that was really cool um but anyway, so we have that here, but many, many photographers don't. They're like the, the, the local camera store is almost gone and pretty much killed by – you know, it's funny when Pete's writing about this to us and I'm reading it, I'm thinking like, we killed it. Sure. We, we killed it. It was us that killed it because we wanted to save the 6% on sales tax by buying it from Amazon or whatever. Like, and now people are complaining that they don't have it. Well, let me tell you something about what I do. When I buy a new camera or a new lens, I go to my local camera store and I buy it from them. Like I spend money there. I, and I could save money buying it from Amazon probably or buying it from Adorama probably although the retail price is the same the only thing you'd really save on and not so much anymore is the sales tax if right. but you're still legally as a business supposed to report that and pay sales and use tax on every piece of equipment you buy so basically you're sort of just deciding not to pay sales tax but I still I go in and one time I went in I bought my 70 to 200 28 IS2 the last time I bought a big lens from them 
And I said, well, you know, I said, I'd rather come here and I'd buy it from you. This is the price on B&H, but I want to come buy it from you. And it's the same price. And what they do is they gave me a like a hundred dollar like UV filter for it. And to, as a thank you for buying it from them. So they gave me like something of equivalent value to make it the same. And so like, we're loyal to our store here in the city. And it's stayed alive, I think, because of that. And uh, but Best Buy is looking like it's going to try and jump into that gap that's left by these camera stores. And I think that it's been enough time that people miss the local camera store that they might find some success in doing so. And they've got enough going for them. They seem to be the only giant electronics store that hasn't gone out of business. I don't know that that's true, that that it will work in that respect, because I don't think that there are enough people who miss it. I think that the people who say they miss it are people who are older. I think the younger people have no problem with, I just want to sit on my couch and surf my phone and and watch 25 different videos by people who are reviewing the best modifier to use. And, 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 yeah, and that's what I do. You know, I bought, when I bought my Fuji X100F, I never held it in my hand until it arrived in the box. I went, but I watched a million videos, close up, wonderful. You know, it's like going to a camera store where where, where there are t- where there are two hundred people in the store, all of them an expert on the exact thing that you want to buy. Yeah, and not a, a grumpy failed photographer yes. who has to work at the camera store. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's why I started my video channel thing on on started doing it on YouTube was was just to lend my expertise to people who are I need to buy. You know, what lenses should I use, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here, now you can talk to some, since there's no camera store to go talk to a guy anymore, you can go and find a video like mine or one of the other millions of people who do it. And, and I will tell you what I use and why. And then you can talk to that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. And then finally figure it out. Then you order it from Amazon and it arrives. And if you don't like it, you send it back and they even pay for the postage. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing too, is like, you know, that one of the, Biggest, smartest moves Amazon ever made was their return policy. It's so no easy to return asked. it. No, qu- no questions asked. No just send it back. You just go, to, oh, go to the website. I want to return this. They go, okay, print this out. Stick it on the box and drop it in the mail. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I, I bemoan the loss of the local camera store as well, but there's no denying, you know, where things have gone. And now when you see what, um, because they're saying, you know, Amazon just lost their stock value, just dropped. Uh, because they're saying that Target and Walmart are actually going, starting to make some inroads against Amazon, mainly through their use of go online, buy it from Target, hop in your car, drive to Target, and they will bring it out to your car. Yeah, you don't, you don't even have to go in. You just pull up, and they will bring it out to your car. Here's that camera you just ordered. And, and now you've got it same day, right away, but you get the convenience of shopping online without the inconvenience of actually having to get your ass out of your car. Yeah, no, I, 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 the, the online pickup, and every time they build a new store now, they that I've seen like Walmart, Target, all of them, they're putting a very specific, and the place for online pickup has gotten more and more prominent at these yeah. stores. It used to be one or two parking spots, and now it's like a whole separate entrance on the side of new stores. When you see them, like it's a big thing, and I think that's sort of the the best of both worlds. The thing that I miss about the camera shop, and and you know, if if you know uh, anything about me, you know that my parents uh, were also professional photographers for many years. Recently retired. And when I was a kid, we used to, uh, my dad used to live, it was called Stewart Photo, because we grew up in Stewart, Florida, and Stewart Photo used to be the camera store that you would go to. And we would hang out, I, I could drive right to it right now, I don't even know what's there anymore. But we used to go in there, and we used to hang out. Like, my dad used to just talk and shop with the other photographers in there, and like, looking at the new gear. I, I could tell you what pictures were on the wall, I could tell you like, where the gear shelves were, and I have very vivid memories of, of spending 
hours and hours of of with my dad just shooting the breeze with other with other photographers. Right. And, and we still we still have that today, except now it's, it's called Pro it's Photo face- Talk with Boo Ray Perry. Yeah, which or, is or, by the way, or the photo, you or the bomb Facebook page, right, or absolutely. Garage Brand with Gary Hughes. Yeah, I suppose so. You know, maybe it's just times have changed, and and is the local camera store pretty much dead? Has it receded to the ones that will continue to hold on? Like, because basically that's market forces, right? So the market's right. changed, and it's reduced to more sparsely located and only certain places have them but the market will support those but not more than that and i think that's kind of where we're at because people especially younger people would prefer to buy something online and even jump in the car and pick it up or happily return it no questions asked like some people you don't have to go and get you can get all your questions answered by friendly talking heads on youtube right Instead of having to go into a camera store and start asking from my experience has has been many many times going into camera stores is I've had great experiences, but I have also had many experiences where you go in and you're kind of made to feel dumb for yep. not knowing, yep. you know, because yep. you get basically you get these old pros back there behind the counter and they're like, well, it's obviously, before our local camera store closed and I went there and um, when I first started out and I didn't feel that they were particularly welcoming to me. Yeah, it's so it was it was part of the closed system that the photography photography industry really used to be, and uh, I think that that's part of the, one of the places where that was still you know around. Like you really gotta go into the same camera store a lot and spend a lot of money and a lot of time there to be sort of accepted. But I think that it's uh you know our camera store is great. We do have some. There's about six guys that work in the camera department, and uh, they're all pretty grumpy. <laughs> you do, I tell you where you do still get that, though, that great feeling, and that's trade shows. When you go to the trade show at Imaging USA, like I make it a point every year of thinking, you know, if there's something big, like last year I needed a new die sub printer, and I, I pretty much knew what I needed. But instead of ordering it online, I waited and ordered it at the trade show at Imaging USA because I know that the trade shows are the lifeblood of the yeah. convention. And no the, trade show, no convention. Yeah, no yeah. trade show, no convention. So if they're not making some money, the convention is going to go away. So that's my way of helping to you know keep that afloat. But you also get, I mean, everybody, they're eager to talk to you. They're eager to help you. And, and this year, I don't know, I don't have anything big on my list right now, but I am really looking forward to the Fuji booth. I'm going to go hang out at the Fuji booth and really, you know, really look at some cameras and put some cameras in my hands this year. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to the the trade show. I missed IUSA last year, so I'm really looking forward to going. Oh, Convention wow. season yeah. is coming. You know, it's coming. So, like, I'm I, I, the next starting in January. The next four months of my life after that are just going to be going pretty much going to all the conventions. Yeah. Um, but IUSA is good homecoming for us. And by the way, if you're if you haven't book your hotel uh, because they're filling up fast. Yeah. And you get to see the world famous Boo Ray Perry yeah, speaking, yours. doing his uh, much much lauded and praised uh, class, which will be standing room only. I will be there <laughs> on hand to support Mr. Boo Ray Perry. In fact, if I can get my butt out of bed early enough on Monday morning, I will be introducing Mr. Boo Ray Perry. What do you mean Perry. if? I need to know beforehand that you're going to be there. Because if, you, if you're not going to be there, I'd be get someone else to introduce me. Let me tell you something about me that's true. Although, I, have never, I have never been so hungover that I've missed an appointment okay. ever. But the other, ever problem, the, the other thing is, I say that, but I really don't need anyone to introduce me. I can introduce myself. No. Not I'm doing it. I'm just saying, if you didn't show up, it would be fine. I know, but I'm doing it. Right. It's going to be great. We'll do a bit. It'll be cute. Although I think introductions are important. I do too. I mean, yeah, it's like you sort of get up there and you have the 
the third party to, to introduce yourself as like, well, I've been a, I'm a PPA master photographer. I've been in business for, no, you need somebody else to hype you up. Like, me, 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 me. Like hype. Yeah. I, you need a hype man. Yeah. But see, this particular program going. that I'm doing isn't that sort of a program. So I wouldn't have, it wouldn't be a big, this is more like you're just coming to a class, you know, and you, no one introduces your physics teacher. You know, so <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, High right. school would have been way Ladies cooler. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on the main stage, working the main pole, <laughs> Mr. Woodrow. <laughs> Put your hands together. Science, 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 science. Welcome to the jungle. Here comes, you know, and comes out swaying with a feather boa. Welcome to the periodic table. We've got lots of stuff. Iron, golden, something, something. Yeah. Sodium is tough. You know, whatever. I don't know. We can make up some. Oh, words. nice. Yeah, very good. Yeah, nice I'm, I'm trying. I'm gifted. Listen, okay. I, th- I think that's a good ender right there for the, uh, the, the visual of Mr. Woodrow. Welcome to the jungle. Stripping in yeah, physics class. All right. Hey, I got one thing I want to read, just a comment from an article we posted, uh, just to say goodbye here. We've got it. We posted an article called Clickbait, uh, or it's uh, some, a clickbait article called Moms, You Don't Need to Start a Business Just Because You Have a Camera, which ends up being a really truthful article about turning your passion into a business and not paying attention to the business side of it, but the title's a little clickbaity. Um, we had a comment, Megan DePiro, yes, the Megan DePiro commented, she says, yes, 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 Nicole, Nicole York totally hits the nail on the head. This is a damn good article that makes total sense. The validation angle is a powerful driving force. Well, that would be wanting to feel validated by your work and people recognizing your work. I never actually considered how impactful of a motivator it was until I read this. I started as a mom with a camera too, but I realized in no time that if I were to continue, I'd need to be a business owner, not just a photographer. So I thought that was some pretty insightful commentary there by Megan. Thanks for writing in. Um, and so coming up, don't forget to uh, make mark your calendars, book your hotels, and get ready for the year of the boo, because not only will Boo Ray Perry be mm. appearing uh, on stage to a standing room only, sold out crowd uh, at Imaging USA. That's the Monday morning at 8 How o'clock. many more of these are we going to have before Imaging USA? How many more times uh, every am week, I going to have to listen week. to you falsely in addition, In addition, at the world-famous award and degree ceremony, the world-renowned photographer Boo Ray Perry will be receiving his master photographer yes, you degree You should absolutely come to stage. that. Come. You Sit in the audience have- and watch for my three-second walk across the stage. I will be there in the Boo Ray, in the Boo Leavers section. Yes. I'm a Boo Leaver. Let's all be yes. Boo Leavers and we'll go sit in the crowd and support Boo Ray and scream like it's the end of the world as he gets his degree. I want it to be the loudest scream in the history of the award and degree ceremony. So much I want them to have to make a rule to prohibit, prohibit screaming. In the future. Hey, let me ask you this. So let me ask you a question about that. Because, um, you know, everybody dresses up, right? You dress and up really nice. I want to be called the Boo-Ray rule, by You the way. dress up really nice, you know, when you get your thing, right? Yeah. You'd be tux- tuxes, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm going to wear like a tuxedo, probably. But then I was thinking, um, uh, my friend Kira Dareberry is going to be the one who hangs me, right? She's going to be the one who puts it around my neck. There's and she was sponsor. showing me her outfit that she's going to wear. Uh, and it's like a pantsuit uh, kind of thing. Or maybe, or, or maybe, a, Or maybe a dress. Yeah. And glitter, apparently, is in this year. So it's the whole thing is like black glitter. And then I wondered, um, what if I wore a suit that was completely black glitter as well? That would be amazing. No, you should wear a mirror ball tuxedo, saying, and I, I will say, shine a spotlight that? on you. Because that, that, that would be worth it. That would be absolutely worth it if I could wear like a black glitter suit. I'm sending you a link right now to a mirror ball tuxedo. That's what you really want. You want the mirror ball tuxedo. The mirror, yeah, I, that know way, I know what you're going to send me. But I want one that was like decent. Like a, I, no, what I really want is like a black glitter tuxedo, where the whole tuxedo is black glitter. 
That would oh, be cool. dude, yeah, something obnoxious would be great. <laughs> I want to be not so obnoxious the where there's just a thought that maybe he's serious. You know, just like, a thought. You know, so it's not like blatantly like you're dressed like the 70s. But there's a thought of, wait a minute, is that for real or is that in tongue in cheek? I'm not really sure. That's what I like to tread that line where people can't make can't decide if you're making fun of them or not. And I wouldn't yeah. be. I would just be like, the girls get to wear these big dresses and blah, 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 with all the glitter and everything, but we just have to wear a black suit. Are you going to be peacocking, Boo Ray Perry? I'm just saying, it would be funny if they made that suit. No, I, they do make that suit. There's no way that they don't. And uh, you may have to buy it from Spirit Halloween Store, but you, they definitely make it. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. If you're buying it from Spirit Halloween Store, it's not really a suit. It's actually it's actually surprisingly good quality. It's, uh, it's really nice. It's pretty cool. I mean, it sort of ties in the back, which is weird, okay, I'm just but curious, I like it. What is this voice you've suddenly gone into? What does this signify, the voice you've just done? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a person who likes glitter suits. That's the way they talk. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's surprising quality. Yeah. It, it sounds like an old woman from New it's, Hampshire or something. It, it's more. It's more Whoa, probably t- Tim Gunn. It's it's more of like my my uh, my uh, Tim Gunn uh, parody. I guess would probably. Uh, be it. St- uh, Steve Holmes, the comedian, did a bit on Conan talking about. Um, how you can't make fun of things anymore, how you can't make fun of, you know, you can't make fun of the way that people talk. You can't do a Chinese accent. You can't do that anymore. He said, but it doesn't apply to everybody. He said, for example, the Italians, you still do it to the Italians all the time and nobody says the words. He goes, we've got it. Uh, we've got it in our video games. It's me, Mario. Hello, it's me, Mario. <laughs> and nobody's like, and nobody's going, that's awful that you should make fun of the Italians. How that way. dare you appropriate their culture that's, for, how dare for you to get laughs? It. But, he's, but it's true. You know, you can still, you can still do the funny Italian accent and you won't get, you won't get slammed for it yet. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's probably okay. I, yeah. I just, it made me think of you because that's your only. Impersonation. It's not my only impersonation. All, all you've got, all you've got is Mario. Basically, Italian. What are you stereotype. talking about? That's, it. it's, That's it's all you got. Me. The only one you have. We've we've heard it many times. Always impressive. Never fails to impress. But, you uh, haven't you haven't heard my Scottish accent. It's very good. Oh, well, we want to hear it now. Would you like to hear it? Of course. Lay it on me. Okay. All right. You gotta you gotta give me a second to all get right. into character. All right. Go ahead. Hey, you want to play some golf? Oh. Hey, we play some golf. We have some haggis. Oh, it's great. That's amazing. amazing. There's so many castles. Why we got so many castles in the Scotland? I don't know. Oh, always impressive. It's like being yeah. there. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. That's your crazy. one impression. That's it. You can't even do more than one word of no, an impression. No, I have one word. That's it. You, you do a half-assed Christopher Walken where you only say one word. One word. Crazy. That's it's not even great. Like here's the secret. Ca- here's the secret to Christopher Walken. Any word that's one syllable becomes two. So you so he would he would say instead of store it's the store. Everything becomes two. All one syllable words become. Well, two now words. I'm a now I'm a believer because you can do two words as yeah. Christopher Walken. All you, just, all you have to do is take a one syllable word and make it into two, and, and it becomes it becomes Christopher Walken. I'm gonna work on it. Dinosaurs. It's a crazy. Gammy. <laughs> With big teeth chasing all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Wow. And you know, on that note, we should have ended the podcast 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yes, we should have. All this will be edited out.
All right. Uh, uh, you can find us online, facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. You can find uh, the uh, website, photobombpodcast.com. Gary's at hughesfiorready.com. Uh-huh. I'm at booreyperry.com. And our email address is questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you back here next week. See you later. See you later.